so oh, oh. much information available at our fingertips. We're hit with ideas, budwords, headlines, and theories countless times a day. This is our attempt to dive a little deeper so complex topics become easy to understand. And our world becomes a little clearer. We'll tell you less. So you understand more. <laughs> I'm Maggie. And I'm Mallory. And today we're talking about the Bermuda Triangle. What? Ah. Oh my gosh. So this is a surprise topic for me. <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I did not tell Maggie ahead of time. Just told her it would be a little fun, which it is. Bermuda um, Triangle. Bahamas. Okay. What do you know about the Bermuda Triangle? Honestly, I just got a visual of a plane crashing into a triangle in the ocean and that's it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, not a great visual, but relevant. So. <laughs> yes. Somebody with my pilot license. That's quite terrifying. Okay. <laughs> so the Bermuda Triangle, I think first things first, like the Bermuda Triangle is not like an official registered territory. It's not even shown on maps, um, but it's understood to be an area of land that stretches from Miami, Florida to the island of Bermuda, Bermuda and to San Juan, Puerto Rico. And that triangle is where supposedly hundreds and dozens, hundreds of dozens and dozens of hundreds, just a bunch of ships and airplanes have disappeared. Now, whether that's true or not is debated. And when I say debated, I mean there's a lot of stories around it but um scientists and different organizations like the coast guard say actually it is not um any more dangerous than any other uh section of water around the world hmm mm-hmm. so um the the term bermuda triangle was first coined in 1964 there was like a magazine article about it and then in 19 19- 74, there was like a sensational bestseller around the legend of the Bermuda Triangle. So, and there was also some music. I believe Mary, Barry Manilow had a song around Bermuda Triangle. Oh. But it was like this very sensational topic. Kind of like UFOs. Kind of like UFOs, which is also tied to the Bermuda Triangle. Oh. We'll get into. Cool, cool, cool. First, I want to tell a couple of like the more famous stories. There's like two ish. Um, the first one being flight 19. So this was, this happened in December of 1945, a group of five, um, Avenger torpedo bombers took off, uh, from the U S Naval air station in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This was a routine overwater navigational training flight. Um, so they're also known to be like experienced trainees, which is kind of an oxymoron, but they had a lot of, especially the Lieutenant Taylor, who was like in charge, had something of like 2,500 flying hours in addition to completing a combat tour in the Pacific Theater. And he was really leading this crew of 13 um, airmen and some training pilots. They were executing what's known as like a navigation problem number one. Which like I don't Yeah, those problems. Those problems. The, yeah, yeah, the no. number one problem in those navigation. Those travel uh-huh. navigation, okay. number one. So the flight, uh, the area where the, fl- the training flight was um, supposed to take place appeared family- fairly standard. There were some scattered showers, um, some like pretty decent visibility, and then the wind speeds were considered to be normal. Um, so the beginning of the exercise was just that. It was normal. 
They made it to Hen and Chicken Shoals, which I don't know where that is, but they were, that's where they dropped um, bombs according to their training plan. At around 1,500 hours, which is 3 p.m., <laughs> uh, recording showed that like one student pilot in the flight requested and was permitted to drop his last bomb that was on his plane. Then around 4 o'clock, so an hour later, there was a radio message that was intercepted, and it was a conversation they believe was between the Lieutenant Taylor and then one of the other pilots. And they were saying um, that he's quoted as saying, this is the... Um, the stu- Let me start over. The student pilot asked a crewman for a compass reading, and he was reported as saying, I don't know where we are. We must have gotten lost after that last turn. So his compass wasn't um, working properly. And on that same recording, you can hear Lieutenant Taylor saying, both my compasses are out, and I'm trying to find Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He's like, I'm overland, but it's broken. I think I'm in the Keys, but I don't know how far down, and I don't know how to get to Fort Lauderdale. So something was going on with their compasses, and they couldn't navigate how to get back to land. Yeah. Again, this is towards the end of their exercise. So they just use GPS? Well, it was 1945. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was like, so no. Total joke. Total joke. 1945. (laughs) So by this time, weather conditions in the area started to deteriorate, and the sun had begun to set, so it was getting dark outside. Um, they could triangulate, like some land-based radio stations could triangulate their position being somewhere north of the Bahamas, but significantly off the coast of Florida. So nowhere near mainland. And, um, at about 1820, which is 620 PM, I'm getting all my military times. Yeah. Uh, this, the last message from flight 19 was received. And in this recording, Lieutenant Taylor was heard of saying, all planes close up tight. We'll have to ditch unless landfall. When the first plane drops below 10 gallons, we'll all go down together. So basically saying they're running out of gas at this point. They cannot find their way back. They don't know where they are. And they're running out of gas. So they're That's gonna, terrifying. Absolutely. And it's dark. Absolutely terrifying. So they don't, visibility is low. They don't know where to go. Um, it's so disorienting. So I have my yeah. helicopter pilot's license. It's so disorienting flying at night versus during the day because Ooh. you 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 lo- you use um, charts and you like kind of track things and you use landmarks to like line up where it is on the chart. But at night you don't have those landmarks. So this oh. situation like gives me serious heebie-jeebies. Yeah, okay. I don't like that at all. Uh, all fourteen airmen on the flight were lost. Um, as well as 13 crew members um, from a, um, a Mariner flying boat, which was launched from the Naval Air Station in Banana River to search for Fly 19. When you say flying boat, is, is it like a seaplane or what was that at the time? I don't know what a flying boat is. Let's look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a boat. That yeah, it's a seaplane. Oh. It's a seaplane. name. Yeah. It's a patrol bomber flying boat which is a seaplane at least that's what it looks like cool yeah but they didn't have a gps they had the seaplanes though yeah (laughs) there we go um charts and compasses but those lives were also lost so don't trust a seaplane don't trust a seaplane now it is also wait why i just don't trust things that could do both at at the same time you know it's huh it's like um it's like 
Dairy Queen has uh, burgers as well as ice cream. Oh my god! And it's like, whenever I look at the burgers and fries there, I'm like, it can't be good, right? <laughs> like, you can't be good at both. Yes, you can. You can be good at two. Things. I don't know. I, I has anyone had a, a burger from Dairy Queen? No, but I like had, had a hot dog. I've had their chicken tenders, and it comes with bread, which I think is really weird. And it wasn't great. Sorry, Dairy Queen. Yeah. Your ice cream's great. Yeah. But apparently. I, I hope they weren't thinking about sponsoring this podcast. My bad. <laughs> I'm just lost I'm, Maybe you could be good at both. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I want to go on a seaplane. but Me too. I want to fly seaplanes. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot that take off out of. Um, Kenmore. Kenmore. Ken- yeah, yeah. The Kenmore. Air- in Washington. Oh, State. gotcha. Gotcha. Seattle Lake Union. Okay. And they land in Lake Union. Mm-hmm. That's oh, awesome. That is cool. That's pretty cool. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the USS Cyclops, which this happened a couple decades before Flight 19. This happened in March of 1918. Uh, so it's one of the Navy's biggest fuel ships. Um, and it marks one of the largest loss of lives in history on a um, in history for the U.S. Navy in a single incident. So this massive ship set sail from Brazil to Baltimore, and it came through um, the Bermuda region carrying 10,800 tons of manganese ore, which is a chemical element that's used in stainless steel. steel. It had 309 crew members on board. So again, starts off, it's having a fairly good day, and their first and only message that day indicated no no sort of troubles. Um, However... They were never heard from again. An entire search of the area was put into action, but nothing was ever found. No remains of the ship or any crew members aboard have ever been found. The captain never sent a distress signal, and no one aboard responded to radio calls from other vessels in the vicinity. Um, They also, naval investigators failed to find a definite cause for its disappearance, though there is... um, of course, a number of theories, but because there's no evidence, um, there's no like final conclusion on what happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is one of the many mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle. Um, so there are, there's also a theory that Atlantis, the lost city of Atlantis, Ooh. lives within the Bermuda Triangle. I hope this is true. Um, and according to legend and speculation, the city of Atlantis. I did say that. I did say that. What? You said according to legend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Okay. According to legend, our producer and speculation, <laughs> the city of Atlantis relied on the power of special energy cr- crystals that were extremely powerful and that somehow these energy crystals have altered the state and sing out some kind of rays of energy that confuse navigation so like that's one of the theories of why the uss cyclos just disappeared and was never found and why flight 19 they couldn't read their compasses while i love this and i really hope it's true because i hope there's like an underwater world with mermaids and creatures yes are there some more scientific theories yes so there's well kind of it's like almost like the lack of data and information makes scientists think like there's actually nothing special about this region Mm. i will say that do you think it's kind of funny that they're saying that atlantis is in 
the Bermuda Triangle. It just seems like kind of convenient. Like we don't mm. know where this lost city is. It could be at this place that we think is right. sketchy. It, right. it just fills a gap, you know? Yeah. Could be anywhere. Okay. Ba- also, yeah. I was gonna say, based on that comment, I feel like we need to do an episode on Atlantis because do we think Atlantis is a real? This is a tangent. I'll end it here. Is Atlantis like a real thing that we think exists? I think we should leave that as a yes. Dot 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 yeah. until okay. yes. Taking notes. Yes. So Bermuda Triangle, by the way, is also known as the Devil's Triangle. It has five hundred thousand square miles, about roughly five hundred thousand. So this is a very large area yeah not to be confused with devil triangle in seattle there is a place oh well, i'll one too it's it's a strip club oh, oh legend <laughs> <laughs> maggie's ready to do her research i was taking it's, notes on that it's in denny triangle that's um, a hilarious name for a strip club yeah Go we'll leave it workers. like that shout outs to devil's triangle sponsor us <laughs> <laughs> Send us some singles. <laughs> Throw us some crumpled up from singles. Yeah, we'll take them. Um, okay, so uh, there is actually something called the Devil Sea near Japan, which shares a characteristic with the Bermuda Triangle. I'll get to that. But there are some theories, some of them are less credible than others, of why ships and planes disappear. One of those includes aliens. It's just Easy. a hot spot for aliens. Easy. That is, you know. Beam me up. Yep. <laughs> no evidence. One would argue no evidence to suggest that, but it's where aliens can easily come in, come out. It serves as some kind of portal. Um, <laughs> they're also believed to be like time warps in this area. People travel in, they come out, and think crazy things have happened, or they don't remember things, or stuff like that. Those, again, are just kind of word of mouth stories, no data or evidence. Another theory uh, is methane gas. What? So <laughs> scientists have discovered large concentrations of methane gas due to compo- decomposing sea organisms that are trapped on the ocean floor. So this methane accumulates, it's super con- concentrated, um, and if it ruptures, then gas surges up and erupts on the surface without warning. So you have a ship who's just going about their day, everything's fine, and then all of a sudden this gas kind of explodes, and that causes the gas, the ship to sink. So the earth farts, the and earth people die and disappear. And it hits. <laughs> The fart is so powerful, it takes out a ship. And then the sea, the ocean is so deep that we never find the the ship. So that's another theory is like because it's so massive and they don't know exactly where these ships were, like the USS Cyclone was, Cyclops was, that it sunk and it's just too far down for us to find it. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's the earth farting. The earth farting yes. and eating people up. Um couple other things to know is that some environmental considerations. Um, the d- majority of Atlantic tropical storms and hurricanes pass through the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and in the days prior to our improved weather forecasting, forecasting, these dangerous storms claimed a lot of ships. So one could argue just the weather in the area. Um, Makes it more treacherous. Exactly. The Gulf Stream can cause rapid and sometimes violent changes in weather. So um, you have quick changes in what they're having to deal with. Um, 
And then there's also, because of the large number of islands in the Caribbean Sea, it creates many areas of like shower, shallow water that can be treacherous for ship navigation. That one I don't believe so much because you would it'd be like then you'd find the wreckage if it's shallow, right? Or right. I guess if, if it does become more terrible weather, then it could get washed away somewhere somehow. Yeah, um, there is also evidence that sh- suggests that the Bermuda Triangle is a place where a magnetic compass sometimes points towards true north as opposed to magnetic north. This is. A little funky to explain because hashtag science. But basically, it's one of the only places where the true north and magnetic north have lined up. And pilots have to take that in consideration when navigating. Yeah. Because it shifts. It it like true north and magnetic north usually don't line up. And so that's a certain calculation. So they have to consider that. That's the Devil Sea in Japan that has also... Um, that's another place where that occurs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But I also read that that line shifts like 2% or something every year. Ah. Yeah, because like every, like when you're flying, you do use, you use charts if you're not using like for flight or GPS. And so every year you have to get a new map because the magnet, the magnetic direction does change. And they also change runway paths because like you're running in that way. They do. Yeah. Um, they actually changed the name of ro- of runways um, because yeah, like they, because you don't actually change the physical location of no, runways. No, you change the number. You change the number because where it lines up has right. shifted. Right. Yes. Um, so um, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration basically says there is no evidence that mysterious disappearance occur with any greater frequency in the Bermuda Triangle than in any other large, well-traveled area of the ocean. So um, there are lots of claims out there. They're over a long time, but it's largely considered to be folklore because there's not actual evidence that proves this is more dangerous than other areas in the world or that it is um more uh mysterious because a lot of people believe there's just stories that have been told repeatedly and it's kind of built up to like sasquatch status exactly uh okay so when was the those two stories are very terrifying when was the most recent scenario similar to that that's like been documented because those were like Okay, it was in 2021, I believe, when a plane met, went missing. Um, let me pull up my facts. Oh, okay, I lied because there was um, another more recent one in 2022. Um, so Air France, airliner 895, experienced several electrical issues with media systems and the anti-icing module eventually forced the aircraft to fly back to France. Like, it couldn't go any further. Oh, interesting. As it was flying over the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Huh. No. Wow. Right? So what do you think it is? I, okay, Bermuda Triangle used to scare me when I was little because I didn't understand what it was. Like, I heard about it and, like, but I didn't know what it was. So it sounded like this big, scary place. Researching it, I'm like... There have been some tragedies. I don't know that it's special in any way. Uh-huh. I don't know that I believe that. Maybe there is something there. Okay, here's another thought. I was listening to another podcast 
that they were talking about this forest. I think it's in Australia or Japan. I could get those wrong though. But there's so much iron in the soil that you're, it interrupts how your cell phones work. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, I never heard of that before. So I'm like, maybe there's something chemically that's around that yeah. just causes it to go funky sometimes. I think that's as most as I can believe around the Bermuda Triangle. I don't know that I believe Atlantis is there with its strong crystals, although I would really uh, like all right. love that. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. Legend, Mr. Coast Guard, what are your thoughts? I think the easiest way to see if it's real or not is we we just sail a big old <laughs> aircraft carrier right through it. Well, Maggie can fly us through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, us three. I am not. <laughs> yeah. um, I believe it. I think uh, there's a lot of just a lot of superstitions in the nautical world, and I've had very few experiences, but there's all sorts of um, things and ways that uh, – people go about when they're on ships and i think the bermuda triangle is just one of those uh things up there that people think about sailors are weirdly superstitious yeah it's really interesting like the water brings out the heebie-jeebies in people and they need something to make them feel better is that because it's uncontrollable and unpredictable maybe so it feels like if you're superstitious you feel like you have a little bit of control over what's happening i think that's a logical explanation I used to feel that way when I was flying. Oh, so it was your superstition. You step on the plane with your right foot. Oh, I never heard that. Yeah. Huh. I still do it subconsciously. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally, I love uh, superstitions. I guess yesterday um, the Seahawks lost and I was told that some guy in West Seattle always sits at the same place at this bar. And he didn't do it? And he sat on the other side of the bar this time. Why would he do that during a playoff game? And they lost. I got chills. Yeah. Chills. Uh, I hate that he has to bear that responsibility. Chills. But they called him out. They're like, this guy at XYZ bar did not sit in the same bar stool. (laughs) I like that we're going to blame him. Yeah. Coming from the Packers fan, it could be just that the Seattle Seahawks suck. (laughs) No, I I believe in the triangle. (laughs) Like I believe in the triangle and the guy in West Seattle. <laughs> oh, I love that. That was so much fun. Yeah. Do you believe in the Bermuda Triangle? What's your? Um, I kind of think. I think there has to be. I don't think there has to be an explanation, but I think there's probably some explanation we just haven't explored or put time into. But like more along the lines of like strong mineral deposits, or it's messing yes. up with the the way that people navigate. Right. Right. Like if there is a strong mineral deposit and you did have the that ship that was carrying a different element. Yeah. Maybe right. that created something. Right. I also do love the idea of there being portals into another world or time travel. So I'm just going to be. I want to be part of that. Ho- yeah, I know. I right. Experience. Well, kind of. As long as I can come back. I was thinking about it in like terms of Doctor Strange. Did he like open up a portal and like people are. T- she doesn't know what I'm talking about. I <laughs> She has no idea what I'm talking about. I haven't seen it. Whatever it is, I've not seen it. Every movie I bring up, she has no idea. I've seen um, what's that Rachel McAdams and Christian Bale movie? Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, oh yeah, it's a great one. So I've seen that. You like rom coms? I love rom coms. Give me a good Bruce Willis flick, and I'm in. But I like Die Hard. Well, see that common ground. Yeah. All right. All right. I like his movies. All right. Well, thank you for joining us as we try to learn more about this world. You can find all our resources linked in the show notes. We are not 
experts, but we tried to learn from them. That was your last. I know. <laughs> okay, you could take the next. If you have a topic you'd like to know more about, let us know on Instagram <laughs> at Tell Us Less Podcast. Until next time, Bermuda, Bahamas, come on, pretty but cut, mama. We can't be sued. What? All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>